Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is there a path forward? Is there a safe future for the people who live there? There is a path forward with difficulty, but here's the path forward. Look, first of all, there are the hostages being held must be released. And if we've got a, at least a principal agreement, there will be a ceasefire while that takes place. I uh, appreciate the president saying the hostages have to be released. He was on Seth Meyers last night, which is an odd place to discuss this sort of thing. Uh, but from at least he wasn't licking an ice cream cone actively as he spoke. But as for the ceasefire, last I checked last night, unless something has changed today, Hamas has not responded to it. So this has happened a couple of times now where there's all this different discussion and talk and articles and things about a ceasefire and uh, Netanyahu and the Israelis and various countries getting on board and international bodies. But Hamas says no at some point. Mm. And then it just falls apart. You got see Hamas well, has to get on board with this, or it doesn't work. One thing you have to understand and understand this clearly is that as the leadership of Hamas in Qatar, enjoying their billions of dollars in luxury hotel suites, are presented with the various possibilities before them. They will choose the one which most likely leads to the destruction of Israel. Not that saves the most Palestinians or any other purpose than what will most readily destroy Israel. That's what they will go with. Yeah, the political leaders of Hamas live in uh, high-rise hotels like Kings. The military leader of Hamas is in that Rafah area, and Israel says they're closing in on him, and they're going to kill him. And I'm thinking they probably are. Mm -hmm. More on that later. I don't know this Adam Rubenstein. He was a writer at the New York Times for a while, and he put out a piece in The Atlantic yesterday that got a fair amount of uh, attention about what it was like to be at the New York Times. And I'll read you one example here in a little bit. But um, among other things he said in The Atlantic article uh, was just what... uh, how the, the the newsroom was there. None of this is going to be a surprise to uh, to anybody here. 
but how if if op eds were being presented from anything other than the super left, um, there would be a tremendous amount of scrutiny, and nobody wanted to, to sign off on it, and uh, nobody wanted to have their name attached to having signed off on it, and that sort of thing. It was just uh, odd, as we all know, going back to the. Senator Tom Cotton piece that got squashed back in the day, uh, if you were following uh, that story. Just going to say, after the infamous Tom Cotton episode, I'm sure editors are terrified to greenlight anything that's not absolutely company line. Yeah. So I'm going to read that whole Atlantic article, like most articles in the Atlantic is insanely long. But here's the first paragraph, and it's called, I Was a Heretic at the New York Times. And this is the opening. On one of my first days at the New York Times, I went to an orientation with more than a dozen other new hires. We had to do an icebreaker. Pick a starburst out of a jar and then answer a question. The little candy. Hmm. My starburst My starburst was pink. I don't like starburst. Do you like starburst? Haven't had one in 30 years. Do you like that kind of candy? Maybe 40 years. Chewy. I just, I've never liked that kind of candy. Not my go-to. No. Yeah, me neither. No. No, I was more a Chuckles man. I enjoyed Chuckles. Is that a chocolate thing? No, they were uh, like, uh, <laughs> how do you describe? They were like gelatinous candy. <laughs> my um, son, uh, oldest, really like likes... Like a gumdrop, that sort of feel. My oldest really likes Tootsie Rolls. And uh, I just, I feel like that was something we had to eat because it was the 70s, not something oh, that no. you should eat now. no. Delicious chocolatey goodness. He's he's got a sophisticated palate. <laughs> Hard as a rock and made of wax. Sure, send him to me. I'll educate him on the ways of wine <laughs> when he's of appropriate age. A sophisticated palate. Uh, <laughs> I'll start from the beginning. On one of my first days at the New York Times, I went to orientation. We had an icebreaker. You had to pick a starburst out of a jar, then answer a question. My starburst was pink, I believe, and so I had to answer the pink prompt. Which had me respond with my favorite sandwich. Oh, that is a great icebreaker there in the in the conference room. Y'all, what's your favorite sandwich? You know what? I like a BLT. Oh, a BLT! Oh, that's a good sandwich. <laughs> right, sure. Yeah. <laughs> what a great icebreaker that is. Uh, Russ and daughter's super heapster came to mind, but I figured mentioning a nineteen dollars sandwich wasn't a great way to win new friends. So I blurted out the spicy chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A and considered the ice broken. The HR representative leading the orientation chided me. Wait, we don't do that here. They hate gay people. People started snapping their fingers in acclamation. Oh, Lord, I've joined a cult. What the hell? <laughs> I hadn't been thinking about the fact that Chick-fil-A was a transgressive in liberal circles for its chairman's opposition to gay marriage. Not the politics, the chicken, I quickly said, but it was too late. I sat down ashamed. Wow. <laughs> How about that? Wow. How about the HR person saying, we don't do that here. They hate gay people and everybody's snapping their fingers. Remember, that's what happened to me when I went to a city council meeting about uh, the homeless problem, the drug addict problem on the streets. And then somebody stood up to uh, confront me. Some sort of BS, like people can't be illegal or something, and everybody started snapping their fingers. I oh. looked around, like this actually happens. I thought I've seen this on TV, but I didn't know people actually did that sort of thing. To when people say nonsense, but it's like a cult. Isn't that something? Yeah. God, you'd be tempted. I mean, you're at the New York Times, at the top of your career is what you dreamed of when you got into journalism school. But you'd be thinking, holy crap, this is weird. 
Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah, I'd love to hear more from that, you know, if you plow your way through it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, a, a thought on, on the Atlantic and that sort of journalism in a, in a moment after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. It's an advanced system that protects every inch of your home. We were just corresponding with a couple of emailers from blue states who were talking about rampant crime and how any effort to rein it in is still being opposed by the left lefties. All you can do is protect yourself. 24-7 professional monitoring for fast emergency response for less than a buck a day. That's Simply Safe, man. Yeah, so there's a 60-day risk-free trial. If you don't love your system, you can return it full re- refund. Simply Safe even covers return shipping. So there's no reason not to try it. It's easy to set up yourself. You don't need special tools or know-how. But if you don't want to do it yourself, no problem. They'll get one of their experts to come out to your house and install it for you. And again, 24-7 professional monitoring gonna really help out with any crime in your neighborhood. And the whole idea of it is it's super customizable. So they have HD cameras for indoors and outdoors, advanced motion sensors, entry sensors, uh, hazard sensors for fire, flood, whatever your threat is, you customize it for yourself. Order now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Love it. There's so much great journalism and writing and thinking and blogging and Twitter threads and the rest of it these days. I, I'm, I frequently find myself stressed thinking, oh my God, I'm never going to get to this. I've, I've sent it to myself, but I'm not going to get to it. There's just too much. I mean, I'm already oversubscribed on Substack, for instance. I can't get to all of it. And it's just a smallish handful of accounts. And so uh, it's how, just an interesting time yeah, to be well, alive and be a consumer of information. Well, I've always wondered this even before the glut that occurs now um how much do these things influence the public conversation i mean are they important because they reach a certain crowd that reads the atlantic or is willing to you know spend a half hour reading a long piece anywhere or whatever or are they just all talking to each other and uh, the rest of the country uh elects president uh, trump president for a variety of reasons they don't understand that last one. That's the answer. Okay, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, not to work out my psychological uh, difficulties on the air, but I just I, I do write a little bit, and my wife says, you know, you should write more, and blah, blah, blah. And, but I picture a guy standing uh, on a beach at the ocean. Uh, pick your favorite, Pacific, Atlantic, with a, with a hose, a garden hose, spraying water into the ocean, saying, I'm contributing. I mean, it's just, who needs it? There's no need for more people spouting what they think online. Now, this is a different form of uh, information, infotainment, if you will, uh, the world of radio and and uh, podcasting. And certainly we have a, a toehold here. But seriously, who needs more, you know, pages to read? Yeah, you got to do stuff because you love it, I guess, not because you necessarily think it's going to make a difference. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose. For some reason, it popped into my head. I was watching uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast. I don't know if you've ever watched or listened to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. It's pretty entertaining. But he had John Mayer on the other day, the guitar player. And um, they're just talking about various things. And uh, John Mayer said, you know, I got into stand-up comedy for a while. And he was doing that for a while. And he's good friends with Dave Chappelle. And uh, he's going around the clubs. And and he said, at some point, I thought, do I want to be the... 33,000th best comedian? I mean, is there any point in that? And I decided, you know, I'll, I'll just keep focusing on something I'm really good at. Um, might be similar to your... I, know, I think you just have to be compelled to do it. 
Yeah. Well, after four hours of this, I don't have a lot to get off my chest. So. All right. Yeah. Maybe that's it. <laughs> a know. little, maybe. All right. Well, hey, if we break on time for once, and we're already late, uh, a story about moms who run their softcore porn Instagram accounts for their underage daughters. And there are a lot of them. A lot of them. I can't wrap my head around this one. You'll never forget it. Stay mm-hmm. tuned, please. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Apologies in advance. I may have to duck out for a couple minutes this hour as my wife got an emergency appointment with the vet. Our dog has an issue. Mm. Um, yeah. He seemed fine yesterday. Today. This morning. Uh, well, I don't want to get into it because it's kind of gross. But um, yeah, not good. And his cancer's back, and so it's probably going to be one of those periods of your life where you spend all your time thinking about uh, impossible and sad and depressing uh, decisions. But that's part of the loving a pet thing. Impossible yeah, I knew it when I signed up for it. Impossible, sad, and expensive decisions, usually. Uh, yeah, in many cases, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can talk about that more at some point, but um, I came across this the other day, was uh, astonished by it. Uh, the, the New York Times, which, when they're not being completely obnoxious, does really good reporting on certain stories. Like this, uh, th- this article opens with a, a gray box with words in it. And it says, this box represents a real photo of a nine-year-old girl in a golden bikini lounging on a towel. This photo, the photo was posted on her Instagram account, which is run by adults. And then they show you the responses to that photo. Fire emojis. Wow. Mama Mia. Heart and kiss emojis. Great body. Heart, fire, kiss, love. Perfect bikini body. Bunch of more emojis. Mmm. Take that bikini off. I don't want to get of hearts and blah, blah. I, I don't want to sidetrack this story with my usual. Who are you people that look for? Uh, there, there's so much of it, and then you comment on it. Why? Uh, but but clearly that appetite exists out there. 
A marketplace of girl influencers managed by moms and stalked by men. Seeking social media stardom for their underage daughters, mothers post images of them on Instagram. The accounts draw men sexually attracted to children, and sometimes they pay to see more. And oddly enough, they open the, the article proper with this woman who's been running her daughter's Instagram account since 2020 when the girl was 11. And too young to have her own. And it's her modeling evening dresses, high-end workout gear, dance leotards. She has more than 100,000 followers. Some so enthusiastic about her posts that they pay 10 bucks a month for more photos. This makes this, the John Bonet thing, if you're old enough to remember that, seem pure and innocent. Dressing up your five-year-old and having him dance around in clothes. And weirdly, strangely, this uh, article talks about how she's fielded all sorts of criticism and those people think she's exploiting her daughter. Mm-hmm. I think you're all pedophiles, said one of the many online followers. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like this gal seems surprised by this. But let me get into it. One of the reasons there's so many crappy people is there's so many crappy parents. Um, <laughs> now, that's a good quote. You know why there's so many crappy people? Because there's so many crappy parents. That's a good no, one. That's true. What often starts is a parent's effort to jumpstart a child's modeling career or win favors from clothing brands can quickly descend into a dark underworld dominated by adult men, many of whom openly admit on other platforms to being sexually attracted to children, well, who according you, to an investigation by the Times. Who do you who do you think your audience is? Uh, you don't think it's going to be adult men looking at your 12-year-old in a bikini? I mean, who did you think the audience was going to be? Right. Thousands of accounts examined by the Times offer disturbing insights into how social media is reshaping childhood, especially for girls with direct parental encouragement and involvement. Some parents are the driving force between the sale of photos, exclusive chat sessions, and even the girls' worn leotards and cheer outfits. Oh, my sold God. To un- mostly unknown followers. So I was about to be charitable and say, well, maybe th- these moms... And dads or parents uh, think, well, it'll be other 12-year-old girls who want to know what's the hot bikini to wear right now. And I was surprised to find out that adult men would look at a 12-year-old in bikini. I honestly wouldn't. But um, but Ugh. now if they're selling their, if they're doing chat sessions and selling their used clothes, they know exactly what they're doing. It varies by account. Sure, of uh, course but- it does. The most devoted customers spent thousands of dollars nurturing the underage relationships. The large audience boosted by men can benefit the families the Times found. The bigger followings look impressive to brands and bolster chances of getting discounts, products, and other financial incentives. And the accounts themselves are rewarded by Instagram's algorithm with greater visibility on the platform, which in turn attracts more followers. This is meta now. Mark Zuckerberg's outfit. And a lot of staffers brought this to the attention of management about how perverse it was and how it was feeding pedophilia. And management said, yeah, yeah, thanks for mentioning that. We're, we're fine over here. I was talking to one, a uh, friend yeah. of mine the other day, and he's got like a high school daughter, and he was very uncomfortably telling me that, yeah, she's like, I know it sounds weird, but she's really attractive, and it's just, it's opened up a can of worms I'd never really thought of, and the, the attraction that she gets from people and everything like that. Imagine thinking, my daughter's attractive, how can I profit from that yes. from adults? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Thousands of them. 
on Instagram. One calculation performed by an audience demographics firm found 32 million connections to male followers among the 5,000 accounts examined by the Times. 32 million. Interacting with the men opens the door to abuse some flatter, bully, and blackmail girls and their parents to get racier and racier images. The Times monitored separate exchanges on Telegram, the messaging app, where men openly fantasize about sexually abusing the children they follow on Instagram and extol the platform for making the images so readily available. It's like a can Andy store, one of them wrote, God bless Instamoms. Well, rather than leaving it unsaid, explain why you think this is bad. I mean, it just automatically to strikes this is bad, but why is it bad? To exploit your child's attractiveness, to stimulate pedophiles, to give you money. You are dancing with the devil. And it's been said many times, when you dance with the devil, the devil doesn't change. The devil changes you. What does it do to the psychology of your 14-year-old girl, too? That this is this is your value in the world, is how yes. hot you are, and this is how you get things? According to your mommy, and daddies aren't mentioned very much in these uh, this article, oh, which shocking. is not a shock. Yeah, yeah, I know it. And this is something worth knowing. Nearly one in three pre-teens lists influencer as a career goal. One out of three. It's the cowboy. It's the princess. It's the teacher of the internet age. Astronaut. Oy. Yeah. That is, that's tough. Yikes. Some of these people are earning six figures a year exploiting their little girls. Wow. If you know anything about this, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Armstrong and Getty Show. My wife, our great first lady, she was a great first... People love her. Yeah, people love her. Oh, look at that. Wow. Mercedes, that's pretty good. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So there, there is a reference earlier. Joe Biden was on Seth Meyers last night and made a joke about Trump not knowing his wife's name. And we said, what was that all about? And uh, Michelangelo filled us in that Trump 
called his wife Mercedes at the CPAC event the other day, but that's not no. clearly what happened there. No, that's clearly not what happened. That The CPAC is run by Matt Schlapp and his wife Mercedes Schlapp. She is formerly a frequent presence on panel discussions on Brett Baer's show, for instance. He was nodding to her. That's something, Mercedes, hmm? Okay, yeah. Uh, th- yeah, the intonation sounds like that to me. How the legends grow. <laughs> Misinformation and disinformation. You lie! Fake news! So, Trump's going to the border Thursday. That was announced a while back. Now it turns out Joe Biden is going to the border Thursday. Also, why? I was planning to go Thursday. What I didn't know is that my good friend apparently is gone. So he says he didn't know Trump was going, and it's just a coincidence that the first time as president, Joe Biden's going to the border the same day Trump is. This is just all too weird and hard to believe and and just uh, whatever. Well, and the fact that he paused in the middle of that sentence to lick his ice cream cone. I mean, I realize he's a really old man. He doesn't have a lot of time left, and he needs to enjoy the the pleasures of life while he can. But he's constantly lapping at an ice cream cone. Now, I, I keep saying this, and I really believe it's true. These stories, his jokes, the ice cream. He used to be he used to use all those typical politician props, but he doesn't know how to do it anymore. He's just he's got the muscle memory for these things. But that was his go to regular guy stop at an ice cream shop. But now he just it's all cloudy in his head. He remembers the ice cream part, but like not how to pull it off or when to use it. Same as his stupid stories he's been repeating forever and his jokes that don't make sense. Okay, we get it. You like ice cream. You always did that when you're... But now it's weird. You don't do press conferences. You stand there with an ice cream cone and talk about Hamas. It's just it's weird. Regular guy Joe. Anyway, I didn't want to get off on that. Um, Well, so do you think... I don't even know if I think this. Do you think his people heard Trump's going to the border and they thought, oh, we're going to get killed? On illegal immigration, and we... and uh, we, I think the pressure just got too much. And their answer was, we'll go the same day? I just, I don't understand that as a technique. It just it just seems so transparently weird. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out in the mainstream media on Thursday. The evening newscasts will all lead with Trump and Biden at the border, and they'll have different things to say, and we'll just see how that plays out, but it's... Pretty weird that they're both going the same day. Uh, and we'll get to some of those uh, um, latest polling numbers on immigration in just a second. And this poll was taken before, I'm assuming, this murder happened in Georgia. The nursing student killed by an illegal. Let's hear that whole story from ABC News. And the way they do this story is important. Students at the University of Georgia are coming together to remember the young woman who police say was murdered here last week. Her alleged killer was let go after he unlawfully entered the country near El Paso, Texas, a year and a half ago. Jose Antonio Ibarro killed 22-year-old Lakin Riley, who was out jogging. Police also arrested his brother for having a fake green card. The older brother has been arrested more than once by Georgia authorities, and the younger brother accused of murder has been under arrest in New York City and at the border. But they were paroled or released before customs enforcement agents could step in. Immigration officials have now issued what's called a detainer for this murder suspect, which had they issued before might have kept him from being released on those other charges. So even mainstream media is using their WTF voice for you had this guy arrested, but you let him go. 
in a hurry, on purpose, to make sure ICE didn't get their hands on them. That's part of the whole sanctuary city, sanctuary state craziness, where you catch a criminal. If they were a U.S. citizen, there's a chance you might be holding on to them. But if they're an illegal, you got to quick get them out of jail and get them back out into the street because you don't want immigration to get a hold of them because that'd be wrong. It, uh, holding illegals is wrong. No human being is illegal. That whole nonsense over and over again, has allowed criminals to go back out and commit more crimes, sometimes really heinous, violent ones, like the murder of this nursing student, which is just a horrifying story. And um, nice ABC News pointing out the fact that, yeah, they held him, and it was the whole let him go before ICE gets to him sanctuary thing that caused this to happen. Here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams yesterday, because a lot of people are upset about this sort of thing. Speaking to that, clip 35, Michael. Those small numbers that are committing crimes, we need to modify the the sanctuary city law that if you commit a felony, a violent act, we should be able to turn you over to ICE and have you deported. It is a right to live in this city and you you should be not committing crimes in our city in doing so. Right now, we don't have the authority to do so i think what he was saying is what he was trying to say but he got the word wrong is it's a privilege to live in this city not a right and we should be turning over criminals to yes so even eric adams the mayor of a sanctuary city is saying we got to change the sanctuary city laws because they're ridiculous they always were ridiculous uh didn't really matter when you had no illegals in your town then the brilliant move came of shipping illegals to some of your blue cities and now all of a sudden they're dealing with what California and Texas and Arizona and Nevada have been dealing with for years and years and years. So now all of a sudden they want to change your policies. Not a surprise. Um, this is becoming a big story, has become a big story. Joe Biden is already polling in the 20s in terms of his handling of immigration and everything. So they're trying to figure out how to deal with this. There's Jackie Heinrich on special report on this story last night. Clip 30, Michael. The American people know exactly what happened. The southern border was open, and now we have a dead young woman because of it. After announcing plans for Biden to visit the border, the White House finally responding to the murder of Georgia nursing student Lakin Hope Riley, allegedly by a Venezuelan national in the U.S. illegally with at least one prior arrest. Quote, we would like to extend our deepest condolences to the family and loved ones of Lakin Hope Riley. People should be held to the fullest extent of the law if they are found guilty. Republican critics blaming Riley's death on the White House and sanctuary cities. Biden and the Democrats' open border policy have allowed this man to come into our country, give him parole, and kill an innocent young woman. So maybe one good thing that can come out of this is I think the nonsense of letting illegal criminals go so that they don't get turned over to immigration is going to come to an end. I think there's going to be enough public pressure, political pressure to end that absolute insane policy. It, it's hard to believe that it's, it's, it's existed as long as it has in San Francisco and New York and places like that. The other thing is obviously the crackdown on uh, just having illegals show up here at all are more or less open border. So this poll out from Monmouth yesterday, and again, this is be- this was taken before the very latest information has been out on the death of that nursing, the murder of that nursing student down in Georgia. How serious is the issue of illegal immigration for the U.S. right now? You get the choice of not at all serious, not too serious, somewhat serious, and very serious. 61% of Americans say very serious. 
very serious, strong majority. Then you add in the somewhat serious at 23, and you got 84% of Americans think this is a thing. Uh, illegal immigration is a problem right now. The White House has got to figure out a way to respond to this. Or don't. Go ahead. Be driven by your left wing and lose to Trump. Do whatever you want. And then the most amazing stat that I've heard in a long time, the wall, Trump's wall, is now majority popular. Do you favor or oppose building a wall along the U.S. border with Mexico? It's now 53% favor. When Trump left office, it was in the low 40s. Joe Biden managed, by opening our border, to increase the popularity of Trump's wall since Trump left office. So it's now 53-46 in favor of building the wall. Absolutely amazing. Remember all the rhetoric around how stupid walls are, people just get a ladder, how awful the walls are, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Majority of Americans now favor it for obvious reasons. This story is far from over. We got more on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. KFC launched its new chicken pizza hybrid called Chizza. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about you, but if there's one word I don't want to see on a menu, it's hybrid. (laughs) Fried chicken covered with cheese and pepperoni. We're at the point where regular fried chicken is now considered the lighter option. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to mock that. I don't think that's a stunt food. I think that's actually an idea, I'm guessing. They think will be popular. It's chicken covered by cheese and pepperoni? Yeah, I love chicken. I don't want cheese and pepperoni on it. It reminds me a little bit of chicken cordon bleu, which is chicken with cheese and ham. Hey, what's the best frozen pizza, top of your head? Uh, Screamin' Sicilian is our go-to. Is that a brand? It may not be the best, but it's really good. Yeah. That's a brand? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to look for that. Yeah, that's really good. They're a couple. They're hard to find, depending on what store you're in. But sometimes some of your big Chicago pizza brands, like I can't remember if it's uh, GR or whatever the heck, they do nationally distribute frozen Chicago style pizzas. Take forever in the oven, but they're unbelievably delicious. 
I, I, I've got to stay away from him because I love him so much. I'd be 700 pounds. <laughs> then I'd have to go on Wigovi or Blozempic or whatever. After the heck it is. your reality show, <laughs> my 700 pound talk show host. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of making money for stupid, humiliating stuff. Uh, executive producer Mike Hansen just sent us uh, this headline. Don Lemon's going to be paid in a settlement for his firing from CNN $24.5 million. Okay, there's no God. There is no that God. That no proves talent it. piece of... There have been many debates throughout the centuries about the existence of God. We now know there isn't a God. <laughs> if Don Lemon's going to get 20-some million dollars as a sucko, sucko, unsuccessful host <laughs> leaving CNN. Yeah, I can't. Unless he gets somehow suckered out of it within the first week or two. God dang it. That hurt my heart. I wish you hadn't have told me that. <laughs> I know. It had the same effect on me. So I wanted to spread my misery. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of money matters, I thought this was interesting and troubling. Help me out with this now. The headline is, hotel staff shortages threaten to push travel costs even higher. Roommates, uh, room rates rather, look poised to rise as owners pass on escalating wage costs. So last couple of years, post-pandemic, hotels have been on a huge hiring sp spree. But it's not enough. There's still way light on staff struggling to adapt, having to pay higher wages to get people to work there. Where did the people go who used to? Are right. they all Instagram influencers now or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, well yeah. Same with the restaurants and everything else. Is that, right. This happens to me all the time. We were at a restaurant the other day. That'll be about fifteen minutes till you get a table. There are empty tables everywhere. They don't have enough help. Yeah, and I know the classic conservative answer is um, they're all on the government dole. Left behind abduction, <laughs> some sort of back to God. That's more an alternate answer. But um, uh, seriously, we're talking many, many thousands of people. They haven't gone back to their homelands, as uh, it seemed to me in my many hotel stays, that there were a fair number of our uh, immigrant community represented there on the staff. Um, it's it's something retail, restaurants, hotels, hospitality. In short, where did they go? You don't think a lot of them are on the government dole? I do think they are. I think I they just, are. I, trillions so of dollars. Generous? Trillions of dollars is a lot of money. Well, and the billions and billions that were stolen in scams with practically, well, very little follow-up. It was effortless. I wonder. I wish, I wish somebody knowledgeable enough and with enough time could say, Here, here's what's going on, guys. 43% of them are, uh, you know, uh, on the in, uh, government dole uh, <laughs> combined with their Instagram influencing. They're all and, Instagram uh, influencers. They all have a YouTube page now. I used to work at a restaurant. 32% are following their heart. and uh, they, Oh, they're in a job that makes their heart sing. That was right. the classic line from right. 60 Minutes, was it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Bit of a mystery. And then speaking of money, this is no great surprise. I, I, I have not heard anybody advocate this but us through the years. The idea that in terms of federal income taxes, for instance, there is a single national level is idiotic. Right. If you earn 150 grand a year and you live in Coon Holler, Kentucky, you may be the richest guy in town, except for Mr. Smedley, who owns the uh, oatmeal. Um, if you earn $150,000 in San Francisco, you are lower middle class. 
In fact, a study just came out, and they've ranked cities um, where if you make $150,000, you are in the lower middle class, the maximum lower middle class income, wow. according to economists. Here's your number one, and there's there, there are numbers behind the numbers, or meaning behind the meaning, or something or other. Uh, Arlington, Virginia, number one. You've got to earn one hundred fifty-two thousand dollars, six hundred fifty-two, to be still lower middle class. Hundred almost one hundred fifty-three grand, right? Uh, second, oh, of course. What I wanted to point out there is, of course, Arlington, Virginia, is the home of both the car manufacturing industry, uh, banking, and and also number two in textiles. No, that's right. All it is is government policy. That's the only industry other than strip malls. I've spent plenty of time in Arlington. Trust me on this. It's just suburbia and the government. But there's so much money flowing to these people. It is the most expensive place to live among, you know, significant sized towns. San Francisco's number two. No shock. Uh, San Jose, California. Then Irvine, California. Then Seattle, Gilbert, Arizona. What should I know about Gilbert, Arizona? Is that like uh, Scottsdale or Mountain Artsy? Like uh, I don't know. Yes, that's what Mount, I was told. Mountain yes. Artsy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, Plano, Texas. Hmm. There's Scottsdale, Washington D.C., and Chandler, Arizona. So your richer, artsier, mountainy towns in Arizona are, are super expensive. Not surprisingly. Um, but that's something. Can you imagine? You've, you're earning 150 grand a year, and you are lower middle class in some American cities. But they have the same tax rate as our our friend back in Coonhaller. right? Which is beautiful this time of year. Hogs nipple, Hogs nipple, Tennessee. That's right. Same idea. Anyway, that's something. He earns a six figure salary. Oh, that reminds me. And uh, who was it? It was one of the thinkers uh, for. Um, uh, National Review, made the point about uh, the university system. They're talking about the Biden's pathetic attempt to forgive college loans to people who are doing better than anybody else in America. College graduates, suburban, white college graduates with degrees are getting, you know, the free ride. And they pointed out that the college system itself is everything the Democratic Party claims to hate, but actually loves. And that is a place where they drain you of tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You get a useless degree so you can go earn five figures in a cubicle somewhere. Meanwhile, all the crappy professors and deans of DEI and everybody else is earning well into the six figures, scamming you. I rest my case. If you miss a segment or an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.